The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 or 30 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the opening prayer today, I don't know if it struck you as it did me, Almighty ever-living God. Now here's the line you need to remember. Who governs all things both in heaven and on earth. And maybe that will open up for us now, like a key to open up the scriptures. I think I overdid this homily, so I'm not sure if I'm going to try to find a way to cut it just a little shorter. We'll do our best. There's more people here than usual. Why is that? Okay, don't worry, I know, I know. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was an age of wisdom, it was an age of foolishness. It was an epoch of belief, it was an epoch of incredulity. The tale of two cities kind of speaks into this times in which we live. This week, God wants to see, he wants us to see his providential hand over and in our lives. He will show us how we have been bestowed with special gifts to share with the world. The readings today can truly mark our week in a way that will surprise us. It's very important that you listen and go back to these readings in light of the week that awaits us, not for these next like couple of hours, when usually we just completely forget about the readings and we move on to the next day. It can't be like that. We can't come to the special service and treat the readings like 
They're just fodder. This is the map for our week. I really feel like it's something important that we hold on to these scripture passages. This is the part I'm going to skip, and I'll go straight to here. I would like to recognize, too, that this Monday we will celebrate Martin Luther King in a special way. And Pope Francis said of him, In today's world, which increasingly faces the challenges of social injustice, division, and conflict that hinder the realization of the common good, Dr. King's dream of harmony and equality of all people attained through nonviolent and peaceful means remains ever timely. Pope goes on to say in one of his encyclicals, Fratelli Tutti, each one of us is called to be an artisan of peace by untying and not by uniting and not dividing by extinguishing hatred and not holding on to it by opening the paths of dialogue. Beautiful, powerful. The power of dialogue when done in the way Jesus would do it. Very powerful for our times. So now we're going to go into the readings. The miraculous hand of God. His mother said, do whatever he tells you. I am sure we have all experienced moments in our lives that just seem so hard and almost impossible to see the way out or find a solution to or simply experience some deep healing. Often it's something that we see and no one else does. So we feel alone and afraid. It could be that we are surrounded by people in a festive mood like the gospel today. A great celebration with friends and family. But we are holding on to something very deep and paralyzing. It can be a very lonely place. And oh, how the devil loves these moments in our lives. Perhaps we can think of a moment when I have been utterly paralyzed. Or just caught between a rock and a hard place. Maybe it's like I couldn't pay the bills. Or a relative is in hospital. We have lots of relatives in hospital these days, don't we? So let's look at what the Blessed Mother brings out today for us. The firm confidence that she displayed. It's inconceivable that a creature would tell the Creator what to do. One so small, tell one so big, hey, you need to move on this. She knows him through and through as her child and now a man. She taught him so much about life and living life in this world. But for Jesus, Mary was his world. It was through Mary that the whole world began to open up to him. In this passage, 
the audaciousness of her request. Mary was audacious because she grew up under Jesus. He taught her so much. She understood how he saw the world and people. She didn't, here's a really beautiful phrase. She didn't project herself on the situation. She projected him. And it begs the question, do I project myself on the world and people? Or do I project Jesus? And she continues, her deep understanding of the other person. A heart that sees the other person with eyes of, how can I help? That's all I want to do. They have run out of wine. That was a big deal. The whole event was on the brink of disaster. And there wasn't any solution anywhere in sight. You know, they didn't live in our times when you could just call DoorDash. And then her love for her son. An underlying reality is that Mary knew Jesus was for the world, not for her. He came that we all might have life and have it in abundance. The wine speaks into the abundance of God's life in us. He wants us to have the best wine always. At the beginning of life and at the end. He holds nothing back. Just abundance. Nothing else. The miracles that happen every day. This is now the third point. The miracles that happen every day from unexpected sources in the reading passage. But one and the same spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to a person as he wishes. I had a friend in Atlanta who was quite unorthodox in his ways of working, moving, and getting things done. But he loved his faith. He would go to Mass as much as possible. He was character, what characterized him most was his tremendous ability to love everybody he encountered. Once he came with me to the Angola State Penitentiary. That one time he fell in love with the prisoners. That visit would be the first of many visits. Every year, in fact... He would go dressed up as Santa with his friends to give out gifts on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. He would spend time with the inmates on death row and received letters from them almost every week, which he responded to. He would go then and visit the families of these inmates so he could share with them how they were doing. Tom was given the gift of making you feel like the number one person in the world because Tom, because in Tom's heart, you were. Tom died unexpectedly the other day. 
I can only imagine how sad the inmates in Angola feel, but they will know that the gates of paradise have been open wide. Tom was an unexpected gift to Angola State Penitentiary. And this is what the second reading is all about. Letting your gifts shine. This year could be the year to discover what your gifts are. And as St. Paul himself shows us in his writings after his encounter with the Lord, he went out to the whole world. In God's will, our peace. The first reading. But you shall be called my delight, from, for the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. Where we spend most of our time is important to God. Most of us live in a home with some land attached to it. Some live in bigger homes, others in small ones. Some live in apartments, some people rent, others are fortunate to own. Whatever the case may be, what God looks at isn't the bank bank statement of your affairs, but rather how you let your light shine around those that you live with. If we are his delight, then it necessarily follows, divine logic is very predictable, you will love as he loved. People will enjoy your presence. They will see God's hand in what you say and how you act, even though you be full of imperfections, just as was Dr. King, Tom Rosencrantz, Pope Francis, or Pope Benedict. God doesn't look at our imperfections. He looks at how we love. He contemplates us as we contemplate him. He gets to love others by loving them through us. Don't be afraid of God. Don't be afraid of yourself. Love much and your reward will be great in heaven. So I'm fortunate that I live here, and in the morning I come into the church often and pray. So this is the final story of tonight. A man who drives up to St. Joseph's every morning, gets out of his car, walks to the newly placed statue of the Holy Family, kneels down, prays for three minutes, and leaves. Never to be seen again until tomorrow morning. Holy ground. Sacred ground, yours, ours, and everybody's around here. We ask God the Father that his mercy be upon us as we place our trust in him. For blessings on the week of prayer for Christian unity that begins this week, that all Christians may be one faith, hope, and charity, we pray to the Lord. That the legislatures and leaders of nations might realize that God is the giver and master of all life and uphold its dignity, dignity at every stage, from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. That God will bless the march of life in Washington, D.C. this Friday, and that all will be converted to the gospel of life, we pray to the Lord. For our country, as we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day for an end to racism and injustice, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
hear our prayer. For the grace this week to live with a greater docility to Jesus Christ and what he asks of us, we pray to the Lord. Today's mask is being offered for Clarice Sinars. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our for those who are sick or infirm and for their caregivers, that God and His mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our for the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest, eternal rest grant unto them. May their souls and the souls of the faithful departed. Loving Father, sanctify us in Christ Jesus. You have called us to be holy. May we respond with all our heart and soul through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.